0: Well, this morning, I want us to look in the Gospel of Luke, and I just want to read to you this morning the Christmas story. We have a tradition around our family. Kelly and I started uh, the very first year that we were married, that on Christmas morning, before we opened any gifts, before we officially began the celebration, we would sit down together. I'd open up my old school Bible, and we would read the Christmas story And we would have a prayer of thanksgiving to the Lord. And I hope that you have some special traditions. And it doesn't have to be our tradition. It needs to be your tradition. But I hope that your traditions incorporate the birth of Christ. There's so many exciting things that happen in our world today. Uh, so uh, So much on social media to give us inspiration and idea. But let me just challenge you as a mom or a dad or grandma or a grandpa that I think one of the greatest opportunities we have as parents is to take special moments like Christmas and make sure that our children understand what we're really celebrating. To make sure that our children understand that we are establishing a tradition that not only celebrates the fun of this season, and we love to have fun, and from Christmas pajamas to, to games to laughter, all those things that we love to do, as you guys do, I love our Christmas morning scripture reading and just a special time of prayer that just reminds us why all the gift-giving and all the celebration is really happening. It's happening because a baby was born in a manger. Can I get an amen from somebody today? So y'all look with me. If you got your Bibles, you can open them or you can follow along on the screen. Luke chapter 2, it says, starting in verse 1, that it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered, the Bible says. And the census was first taken place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David." to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you: you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. How many of you are thankful for the word of God today? Amen? Well, over the last few weeks, we have talked about the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. We've dove in every week into that revelation that unto us a child was born. Unto us a son was given. And the Bible says that he was the Savior. And a few weeks ago, we talked about what that meant. What does it mean for Jesus to be our Savior? We talked about how he saves us from our sin. How many of you are thankful today on this great Christmas morning that we have the gift of forgiveness? That we can be forgiven of our sins, forgiven of our past, forgiven of our mistakes, that no longer does our past sins have to bring present shame because there's a God who forgives. And he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west. Not only does he save us from our sins, he saves us from the hand of the enemy. Literally plucks us out of the hand of Satan and ushers us in to the very kingdom of our Father God. So that we are no longer bound as slaves. But we are now this morning sons and daughters. Let me tell you one of the greatest gifts we receive through Jesus Christ is the gift of adoption. It's the gift of adoption that each and every one of us through faith in Jesus Christ have been adopted into the family of God. And we all know there are sometimes some accidental births and accidental pregnancies, but there's no such thing as an accidental adoption. Adoption is an intentional act. That brings life and brings us into a family. And that's what Jesus did as He came as a babe in the manger. He gave His life to adopt us as a child born into an earthly family so that we could be born again into a spiritual family. He saves us from ourselves. We talked a few weeks ago how that this may be one of the greatest gifts that he gives us. That literally the Bible says, I can get a new heart and I can have a brand new life because of Jesus. Jesus is able to save me from my sin nature. To take out that stony, stubborn heart and give us a tender, teachable heart that's responsive to him. So that every person in this room, every person watching online that has been born again accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. You know this to be true. The moment you came to Christ, something changed on the inside. It wasn't an intellectual decision. It was a spiritual decision that changed your heart. And from that moment on, the desire of your heart was different. You weren't perfect. You still struggled with sin. You still fell down, and you still had to get up again. But you knew something had changed, and you were never the same. We talked about how that Jesus is not only our Savior, Jesus is the Messiah. He's the Messiah. He is the anointed one. He is the Christ. He is anointed, the Bible says, to proclaim good news to the poor. And we talked about the only thing that disqualifies a person from the saving grace of Jesus Christ is if I don't believe I need to be saved. Pride is the only thing really that keeps us from coming to God. It's that pride and arrogance that says, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, I can get there on my own. I want you to understand, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall see God. And it's pride and arrogance in our hearts that causes us to push away to kind of live our lives on our own. And the truth is, this room is filled with people who at one time, all of us tried to live life on our own. We tried to do life our way. And as a good friend of mine always asked people, he would say, well, how's that working out for you? <laughs> Usually not very well. The truth is, Jesus came as the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ Christ. To proclaim good news that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. He's anointed to heal. Right now, during this Christmas season, I understand that there are a lot of people, even in our church family today, that are walking through the grief of their first holiday without a loved one. And I just want you to know, if you're here today and you've lost a loved one recently, Kelly and I have been specifically praying for you for this day. Because we know how hard it is to face that first Christmas without your mom or without your wife or without your grandma or your brother or your sister or your friend. But I want you to know today Jesus is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. And he's anointed to heal the brokenhearted. Let me just encourage you in your grief, make sure you open your heart to the one that can heal Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to mourn. Allow yourself to miss the people that we love the most. But don't stop in the mourning. Don't get stuck in the grief. Make sure that in your sorrow, there is always an open door to the healer. Because Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One, wants to come into your grief and your sorrow. And He wants to heal our hearts. He's the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointing one that not only heals the brokenhearted, but he proclaims liberty to the captives and opens prisons to those that are bound. Think about the good news of the gospel today that no matter what binds you, Jesus can loose you. Think about that. No matter what binds you, well, no matter what is restraining your life today, think about how many times we live under the pressure and the restraint of things in our lives, sin and bondages that seem to restrain us. We know we're not really living the life God has called us to live, but we feel bound and we feel oppressed and we feel disconnected. I got good news today. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the anointed one. He is the Christ that breaks every single chain and brings liberty and freedom the bible says to whosoever would believe on him last week we talked about how that jesus is lord he has dominion he has authority over all things he has the right to rule in our lives that we are not our own we've been bought with a price therefore the bible says we should glorify god In our bodies and our spirits which belong to Christ. How powerful that is to think about the Lordship of Jesus Christ. To think that his yes should be our yes and his no should be our no. And when God says go, we say, yes Lord, I will go. And here's what we learned last week. We learned that when we submit to the Lordship of Christ... We also get to reign with Christ. When we submit to his lordship, we get to reign with him. Not only on earth. I don't know if you understand this today. But you are the body of Christ. You are the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. You are the physical manifestation of the supernatural God. And God wants his kingdom to come. And his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we are the vehicles, the vessels. The body of Christ through which that happens. He wants you to reign on earth as a representative of Jesus Christ. And one day we will reign in eternity with Him. Can I get an amen from somebody today? Because He's a good, good Father. And all of this, think about this, all of this is possible. Because John chapter 1 verse 1 and verse 14 says this. All of this is possible because in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word became flesh. A baby in a manger. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Amen. Let's watch this video together.